Hi, thank you, Trujillo Dolby here, um, and it's Hanging with Homies, um, and Oscar's here as well, and we're going to talk today about immigration, and as you know, immigration has so many different aspects to it that we could clearly do a show every week on immigration and really not cover it for months. Um, so what we're going to do is today is just kind of introduce the topic. Um, Oscar has a lot of experience at the border working with folks um, who are trying to come to the U.S. And so I wanted to start um, this immigration discussion with Oscar and his experiences. And then in subsequent weeks, we'll then pick up the topic and talk about various aspects of it. But I wanted today just to kind of start introducing the topic. So, Oscar, you're on. All right, fine. Well, uh, thank you. Well, um, see, and I, see, and I, just like you said, yes, uh, I was born and raised at the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the most interesting things is, it's, of course, that we always get that this image that of the border, that of uh, that there is thousands of people that are trying to cross at the border and uh, they bring in so many problems and and mm-hmm. then we always hear hear that that all of these bad terms that which happened there in the border but once you grow up and of living there in the border that you start to appreciate and uh, view things totally different um, see and it's just like i said where my parents live we we lived at roughly like about a mile away there from the Rio Grande, uh, oh, wow. that which is right next to Juarez, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, for us, for us that we never saw the uh, migrant has a problem. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for us that we always knew that uh, some of them that were that that were our own paisanos. And to that way that we see that we still take care of them, mm-hmm. and that and that's something that which culturally wise that that which we always do is that we take care that of our mm-hmm. family. Um, but but one of the misnomers is that uh, people that always say uh, that with immigration comes violence. Yeah, and see, and uh, back home we hardly ever saw violence. Really, never to the extreme where you could say, "Oh, this is nothing like that." Um, there are streets that were pretty safe. Uh, you were able to walk that at night, mm-hmm. like, well, like around ten midnight. To you, could be freely walking that out in the streets. Um, the The only thing was, of course, yes, uh, the uh, police. Well, that's a whole separate issue, but yeah. there are some problems there. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's uh, most of the immigrants in the, which you always met that are just people who are trying to find a uh, see, and they're trying to better themselves and also that their family. 
And this is something that which we tend to neglect and to ignore. Mm-hmm. But it's really what, see, and this is, of course, that the American dream that which everybody wants to do mm-hmm. is, uh, see, it is just uh, to become more independent and uh, have freedoms and uh, be able to purchase this and to purchase homes and, and so all that. So, so could you check, like you would walk down the street and you could tell that some folks had just newly arrived into the U.S.? I mean, was it obvious or was there like a, a clearing place where everybody went that wasn't in your area? I guess what I'm trying to say is, was it was it obvious that there were that you were at one of those checkpoints where people would come through? The only op- the only obvious places there would be the uh, people who had lived that near uh, lived near that the Rio Grande, and the only thing was that this is of course that uh, when the people that would cross that over, uh, they were always at the first ones that of being eight of uh, being able to see them but at the same time yes that sometimes there was some theft but of but of course we have to specify this was a really low low percentage so all of the bs that we hear on the news Mm -hmm. from especially often we'll hear it from mega people or or um uh they'll say that um well much like when Trump came down the escalator that fateful day and said, you know, drug dealers, crime, disease, which was one of the reasons what's happening right now um, is um, the unfounded Title Title 42, which was designed um, to keep people from coming across the border because of this made up reason that they were bringing um, COVID to us, when in fact that was not the case, but, and it's still in effect right now, it's supposed to end in May. Um, so, so you didn't, so as a border town, you didn't see any of that. Um, no, no, well, <laughs> well, you see, and uh, once you bring up Trump and- <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> to me it was, uh, it's like if Trump that was watching narcos, or or uh, right. see or a see or a traffic, and then just got convoluted that with reality right. into a film <laughs> or a, a TV show, right. uh, and so that's what happens. Uh, men, see that many people that get influenced that whatever they watch that on TV, mm-hmm. whatever story hits at the most. That's right. See, that's uh, right. See, and it's just like for example that you hear that the caravan. All the, and all these right, people. Right, the caravans, are, yep. they're invading mm-hmm. us, right? Yeah, you see, um, you see, and uh, when I worked there with Border Interfaith, that one of the things was that when we had that this huge influx, uh, as an organization that we actually banded together, that we got uh, bottled waters, mm-hmm. we were at the bridge, Mm-hmm. And the ones they uh, crossed over, that we were offering them a uh, bottle of water. Wow. That the other thing was that uh, we also worked that with the uh, with the Annunciation House, and so which mm-hmm. is a uh, Catholic or- organization. Mm-hmm. So what happened was that those see and see and those migrants who actually got released. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we were the ones that, which were providing them rides to the bus station, rides to the airport, uh, housing them, feeding mm -hmm. them, clothing them. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yes, you see, so there is a, a misconception that a, that a, about the border, and uh, this mainly comes mm -hmm. uh, from from organizations that, which have never really spent at the time there. And uh, that is my yeah. biggest complaint, though. Yeah, go on. Tell us more about your biggest complaint. <laughs> well, well, see, for me, that my that my biggest com that complaint that has always been that the media it's just trying to hype something that it's not there. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You see this that more prominently that through the right wing shows, right? Uh, just like, for example, Fox News. Right. That one of the biggest things is at the caravan. And the caravan, yeah. and uh, then they uh, yeah. show this that in their morning block and their afternoon block, and uh, then that their evening block, and uh, then it, see, see, uh, it's a uh, total chaos. And of course, that all <laughs> this, that all these cities, that are uh, just uh, inundated they have with people, that uh, police, police are having difficulties with crimes, drugs, blah blah blah, and uh, so forth, but. What I like to tell people, it's what it's like when you look at El Paso, mm -hmm. being at the border, mm -hmm. we are the second safest city in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Yeah, that is a, a true testament of how of how we can work as a community and uh, have that our migrants mm -hmm. and have that our police force that see that. Where we actually support each other. So you worked with the police, mm -hmm. and did that include um, ICE, or in those days it would have been um, not uh, with ICE. That the only thing was that we actually had support that of our uh, police department and of our uh, sheriff department. Uh, one of the things was that um, what see and working that back home was that was that we had. The uh, sheriffs and the police department knew that which they couldn't ask for uh, for immigration status. Uh. So what happened was that one was at one time that in Horizon City we actually got a, a text from a from a, a person who lived out there, uh -huh. and uh, then that they took a picture of the border patrol, the ICE agents, and also a sheriff. Uh. So what they were doing was that they were. Doing a uh, ill, a uh, illegal checkpoint, in which they were asking for immigration status. Mm -hmm. Once we found out that, and what happens was that our uh, organizer had access to the sheriff uh, at at the time was Elio Samaniego, and he immediately called him and told him, "Look, I have this this uh, sheriff police car, and uh, and then this, and uh, we have reports." that the sheriff called ICE agents. Wow. And and one of the good things, it, see, and uh, once again, and of having that this strong relationship that of working that with the uh, police departments, the uh, sheriff went on it, and he actually had to write that a memo to all of his sheriffs of saying, do not do this again. Do not do this. Or if, if not, you may face uh, consequences. Because if I understand it, there's very little that law enforcement 
local law enforcement, sheriffs and police departments, that there's very little that they actually have to report mm -hmm. to um, ICE, um, like name, uh, but but status is not part of that. Mm -hmm. Documented status is mm -hmm. not an issue there. So, um, if I understand, I've never. It's been years since I've been to El Paso, but as I understand it, at at the border crossings, that a lot of people every day cross mm -hmm. to come to work here. They have green cards, or they have some ability to to do that. And so, how how do they tell? who is coming for the day <laughs> and who is coming to stay or, or can they not tell well tech well that technically that the customs and the border mm -hmm. cannot actually tell you that uh they cannot ask what uh what you're doing ah, okay? okay the only thing it's like uh, with a mexican national and the and the ones they give them that the green card and so that's all they need okay right so this is the biggest problem in which we have. Uh, it's just like uh, it's just like on several uh, see, on several occasions, and I and so what happened was I was going to Juarez for uh, dental work, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things was that the uh, customs and the uh, border patrol agent at, uh, and uh, he asked me, "What was your business?" It's like, mm -hmm. doesn't matter. So you're on a U.S. highway driving from one town to another, and mm -hmm. you get stopped, and the, they want to know what you're what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You see, and the other thing is that we also have the uh, border patrol checkpoints. Uh -huh. See, and so normally, well, like if you're driving down that on I-10 that uh that of heading eastbound, mm -hmm. you actually come to a uh, border patrol checkpoint past uh, Van Horn. Uh huh. And then uh, going up north, that uh, there's one that on I-25, uh, and of uh, going through, going through the Carlsbad area, and mm -hmm. uh, there is a, another checkpoint. And these checkpoints are mainly that in New Mexico and in Texas. That because that when I drove through Arizona and through California, I never saw a, a checkpoint. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yes, and the first thing that uh, once you see, and you know, once you come to this checkpoint, and uh, they'll ask you, "What's your citizenship?" Uh huh. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the biggest thing that I hated was of driving that they had that all of these cameras, and every, and every time that I came to these checkpoints, and I would cover my face. Yeah. Yeah, because it makes no sense. Right. They don't have to know where mm -hmm. you're going and what you're doing. No other U.S. citizen has to give that information mm -hmm. out. Why Why would you have to do it? Yeah. See, see, and on, see, and on one occasion that when I went to San Antonio, the uh, Border Patrol agent asked me, is, is this your vehicle? I'm like, yeah. Can, and uh, can you prove you own it? I'm like, what? Yeah. So, so uh, one see and then once again see, this is the the biggest thing that which we haven't taught ourselves is exactly that what are our rights, and unfortunately, uh, border patrol, ICE agents, are abusing our own rights, and see and uh, those rights and it doesn't matter that if you're a citizen or a non-citizen. Yeah. So, 
So what kinds of things did the organization that you belong to, what kinds of things, what would a typical day look like? Or you were a volunteer with them. Mm-hmm. What, what kinds of activities would you do? Well, it mainly depended on the items in which we were working on. Okay. And it's uh, see, and it's just like I prior said that I worked uh, with the Medicaid expansion, so that's oh. part of it where I spend mm-hmm. that part of my effort. The other one was that uh, was also that it came down in, uh, to immigration. Mm-hmm. So what happens was that we actually created a, a flyer in mm-hmm. Spanish, and mm-hmm. so what happens was that we would tell people, if you get stopped by the police, don't lie, just. Just be, uh, just give the, uh, just give the only information that which they need to know, but they don't need to know everything. Uh-huh. The other thing was that we also told them was uh, just see, and uh, just in case, see and uh, just in case if they want to take you, uh, let's say for example that they are trying to arrest you, it and one of the things that which we said is. Do not say that uh, you accept full responsibility. And it's just say, let me speak to my lawyer. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. And see, and all of these uh, flyers was, uh, the main purpose was of trying to inform mm-hmm. their own residents and mm-hmm. also that those of them who uh, may have been illegal, but the only thing was that we're still trying to protect them. Right, right. Right, because even undocumented folks have rights. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that kind of goes over everybody's head, that it, it, there, are still, there are still things that you don't have to do and some that you do have to do if you're undocumented. Um, so, so it sounds like you had sort of an advocacy role in terms of trying to and that uphill battle to mm-hmm. try to get Texas to accept Medicare so that folks in El Paso and other parts of Texas could actually get, could take advantage of the ACA um, um, or Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, um, you weren't able to convince them, were you? No. <laughs> I'm not sure anything. Those are funny. Texas politics, unfortunately. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, were there, I'm assuming that in El Paso, there's also large holding areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and any sense of how long people have been in these holding areas, or how long is a typical stay in one of the, actually, they're prisons. I mean, there's guards and slamming. It's all very prison-like, isn't it? The only drawback was that at the times that we weren't given sp- specific time frames. And it's just like, for example, uh, back in 2018, we had a search that of children crossing. So what happened was that um, the uh, Border Patrol that set up uh, camps near, uh, Van, near Van Horn. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, when I say camps, and uh, these are just tents, with no AC and so no heating. So what happens, it's uh, back in El Paso that in, that in midsummer that we are speaking temperatures that are roughly at 105 degrees. And, and tents get really mm-hmm. hot. 
Yep. And then at night, and uh, then at night, the uh, temperature that can drop down to 70 degrees. Mm -hmm. So, see, so there is a, a big flux of temperature. Mm -hmm. And of course, that all of these uh, were children. Uh, that, that one of the things was was uh see was our organization and also that with our um catholic bishop mm -hmm. with that which was mark sites we actually had to go and fight for us to enter all of these camps mm -hmm. and uh see and the border patrol that was trying to deny us access of course and uh part of it was that because that they knew that these were children, that these children mm -hmm. that, that were not being t uh, taken care of adequately. And, see, and so what happened was that finally uh, they actually had to open, see, and they had to open up the doors for us. And then the, this is uh, some of the things that which us has, has an organization that we saw, that of how, how terribly that we failed. Okay, and so see, wow. see, and so one of the things is that we always like to call ourselves a nation of laws, mm -hmm. but but we are always willing to ignore that the laws when they that when they comes to non citizens, and that to me it's a great disservice that because that that's not the way that that which all of us have heard of the American dream. There's really two different realities here, isn't there? Mm -hmm. There's the reality for for citizens, meaning mostly white people, and then there's the reality for brown people and black mm -hmm. people and Asian people, and a different sets of laws and different sets of expectations. And um, so you were actually in some of the camps then and saw some of the families and the kids. That had to have been heartbreaking for you. <laughs> Yes. Uh, the only good thing was that was that finally uh, the uh, border patrol that decided to to uh, get families and uh, which they screened through the process and uh, which they were starting to host children. Good. Uh, but at the same token, was that see was that since there was a, a great influx, um, part of our uh, bridges. And it's mainly El Paso del Norte Bridge, and so which is downtown. And so what happened was that the Border Patrol that decided to fence it in. Mm -hmm. okay. And again, for us, that that this was such great sadness that because that we see them, we see and we see that that uh, these poor people, and see and the once again. And I have to emphasize it is everybody gets at the notion that everybody is Mexican. And and no, uh, not all of those migrants are Mexicans. They we are have that from Venezuelanos, Chileños, Argentinos, uh, the uh, Dominican Republic, and so we have them from everywhere. And also not just from Latin American countries, but also aren't aren't there um um Migrants from other countries mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, I think there might be some migrants, uh, some folks at the border seeking asylum, and we need to talk about that at a different time. 
um, from, um, seemed like from Ukraine and um, <laughs> Russia and other countries. So we tend to think, you're right, we tend to think of all of these people are from Mexico and and they're from from all over. I think we're running out of time. Um, um, our producer, Bill Dalby, is flashing um, moments at us to let us know um, <laughs> how much time we have left. Um, so I, I remember, so were you there during um, when Trump was taking the, the separating the families? Or were you mm -hmm. in a different part of no. the U.S. at that point? No, no. You were so there for yes. all that. <laughs> wow, that must have been really difficult to handle because of uh, what was happening was, was so horrific. I mean, it, I can't hardly even think about it without um, breaking out into tears. It's just, it just really, and, and apparently there's at least a thousand children that they still can't match up with people. And so were, were any of the organizations you, you were involved in, were they trying to, to hook up? trying to help kids find parents or was that outside of that was outside but the other thing was that uh there was no transparency that about that process ah. so what happens was that the uh federal government that did not really come out of, out and then say that what they were doing well interesting yeah see um see and one of the biggest changes was 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 if we go through a historical context mm -hmm. that we have to look uh, at the reasons of why that there's this hatred for our brown people. Right. Okay. Uh, it's see, it is just like if we go back that the 22 years ago, September yeah. 11th. Yeah. They see see, and of course that uh, this was a, a very tragic day. But the only thing is that they see the first thing is that there were brown people that came through the south. Right, and when in, see, and when see, and when in uh, real life, they came through the northern border, the, through Canada. Right, mm -hmm. right, and that's a whole another topic for another mm -hmm. day. Is what's happening at our northern border because we don't talk much mm -hmm. about that, do we? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like, oh, only the good white people come through the north, right? That's kind mm -hmm. of the assumption. Yep. So, you see, well, see, and see, well, see, and then from there that we also have to look at the Reagan administration. Right. We have to see that what Reagan did, and then that we have to go back to the uh, the to the movement that by Cesar Chavez, mm -hmm. in which, of course, this is something that which really hurt that a lot of white business owners, and of which they started to get this this negative view. Now. When they see now that when it comes to a policy that we also have to look at the important things, it is that all of these uh, 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 meat comp the uh, poultry companies, oh, right. and Great which pandemic. yeah, see, and which they need workers, yeah. but at the same time, is that they're willing to transport migrants and to come into a job and then just send them back, and some of them. Mm that don't want to pay them, they simply call ICE. Yes, and I have heard about this happening, uh, not just during that time period, but this is kind of a common theme in the U.S. with people who are 
are Latinos who exploit and and but that's again we we always touch on 30 different topics which I love I love and and are great topics um, for future programs but at this point I need to tell people that we are having to wrap it up um, I, it always feels to me like just when we get going it's time to quit um, but we have lots of topics that we can explore we've just as you can tell barely touched the surface about mm -hmm. what's happening um, in El Paso and what's happening at our border. And you've been listening to Frankie Trujillo Dalby and Oscar Juarez talking, um, and this is um, uh, Hanging with the Homies. And so catch us uh, Fridays at 12.30 to 1, that, and we repeat on Saturdays 12.31. Thanks, folks, for listening. You can send us comments, comments at KYAQ in English or in Spanish, and... Uh, topics that you're interested in or questions that you have. Thanks a lot, folks. <laughs>